what's driving the automotive industry today? Join us for the next two hours to hear insights from thought leaders at SAP's annual Best Practices for Automotive Conference, coming to you live from Detroit. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of cars with Game Changers. Learn how you can become the automotive maestro who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of disruptive automotive industry solutions moving into the cloud. The Future of Cars with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Hi, this is Bill Newman, North America's Strategic Industry Advisor with SAP. Tune in to hear highlights and insights from SAP's annual Best Practices for Automotive Conference, live from Detroit, on voiceamerica.com. Hello, I'm Bonnie D. Graham here at Best Practices for Automotive Conference in Detroit with SAP. Happy to be back. Looking forward to speaking with so many interesting people about this great conference. And I'm happy to introduce you to Jared Alamat at GM. Jared, welcome to Best Practices for Automotive. We're so happy to have you. Jared, tell me a little bit about yourself and what your role is at GM. Sure. Uh, thank you. My name is Jared Alamat, as mentioned. I'm the executive leader of our global finance transformation, which is uh, the largest transformation we've ever had within GM. And I believe it's probably, given our size and scale, the largest trans finance transformation ever. Um, it's basically transforming the data, the processes, and the applications uh, that we use to day-to-day. -day. And, and SAP, S4 Central Finance, is right at the core of that. Thank you very much. Pleasure to meet you. Jared, we're so excited about the conference. You're there. And let's talk about what you're hoping to learn. Automotive is certainly moving fast, driving a lot of new trends. Mobility is a hot topic. So what are the most important innovation trends you're hoping to learn about in the next couple of days? Well, I think from an innovation perspective, I think GM's in, in the driver's seat of that. I mean, in this morning, it just started, but... Uh, Michael Abelson, who's our, our head of strategy, gave the keynote and talked about um, you know, the disruption that's happening in automotive um, and where we're headed uh, in the future. And it's exciting. And I think it's clear that you know, we're leading the way with that. Um, my job really is to, to as, a, as a, on the business side, I'm not on the IT side, I'm on the business side, mm -hmm. is really to shepherd the organization uh, on how we can leverage technology to, to manage this disruption. And so from my perspective, it's, it's really going to be around learning about more about the new technologies that, um, that, that SAP has to offer and talking with other professionals within the industry on how they're looking to apply those in different, in different applications around the business, whether it's warehousing or manufacturing or sales and service. What are the unique and different ways that you know companies are leveraging um, these great new technologies that SAP is investing in, and and how can we do that, and um, and how can we do that better than everybody else? Really, at the end of the day. 
Very well put. Uh, something I have learned over the years I've been speaking with people at this Detroit conference, Jared, is the camaraderie, the ability to communicate, as you mentioned, to speak to peers, to speak to people who are industry leaders, perhaps in other parts of automotive, to share ideas, to hear what's on their mind. Is that something you're looking forward to as well? Absolutely. So um, uh, definitely keen to meet with a number of the business leaders, um, caught up with a, a gentleman I had met at another SAP event earlier this year from Goodyear uh, last night um, and looking forward to catch up with several other companies that are here as well. Very exciting. Yes, face-to-face. -face. There's nothing like face-to-face. -face. Question for you. You talk about the trends. You're looking forward to learning the people you want to meet, speak to, hear what they have to say. And, and the question is, is GM poised to take this information and apply it? You said you want to do it. You want to do it well. You want to learn. You want to grow. And you want to do it better. Of course, we're talking about being competitive always. That's how you grow and that's how you stay in your industry. So the question is, do you see any of the trends? Can you give us an inkling of anything you see right now so far that you think is prime for application soon in the next let's say 12 to 24 months at GM yeah well I, we're going live with um, you know s4 central finance uh, globally um, effective January 1 this year the applications already in production um, it's the largest IT project that General Motors company has ever endeavored um, it's going to be deployed across every single market and every single line of business around the world. So I'm really excited about that. Actually, my, I'm leading that uh, and my team is executing that uh, from a business perspective. Um, and then that's a wonderful foundation for us to build off since that's really the core of SAP's future, S4. Um, th that, that provides a lot of opportunities to, to build off that, not only with one-off pilots or market or plant deployments, which I think is how a lot of people approach it. Uh, but it gives us a global foundation to actually deploy global functionality off of that, whether it's in the production space, the logistics space, the sales and marketing and service space. So um, we've got big plans. Um, not only, first and foremost, deliver the execution of, uh, of that transformation. But then we've got plans percolating to, you know, uh, deploy off of that more functionality, more on the commercial side of the business. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And, and certainly I hope to learn um, tips or tricks from my colleagues or from SAP this week that will help me uh, with that. I think we're poised to do just that. Thank you very much. I have to tell you, Jared, I love driving my car. And I know autonomous vehicles are supposed to be coming at some point in the future. And the ride sharing and people in the sharing economy saying, yeah, I'll use it when I need it. What do I need it in the garage for? Are you a car person? Do you love your cars? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I have a 2019 uh, Grand Sport, so Corvette Grand Sport. So I'm, I, I love cars for sure. Nice. Me too. I tell people I'm not giving up my wills at any time soon. Thank you very much. I'm a sports car person, just a different a different kind. That's all. Jared, one quick question before I let you go. I know you're sure. very busy today. How many times have you attended the SAP Best Practices for Automotive Conference? You know what? This is the first year I've attended. Um, I've My history is internationally in the business. So I've worked at GM for about 16 years. I spent about half of that time overseas. It, working across four different continents um, in a lot of different business capacities. And, 
you know, I'm kind of in this job that I'm in now delivering this finance transformation over the last, you know, six to nine months. And so now that I'm focused on transformation and delivering these capabilities to the business, um, I plan to go to these, you know, annually every year hereafter. I do attend Sapphire every year. I was at Sapphire this year. I spoke at Sapphire last year. So, um, but yeah, this is definitely something I plan to, to, to do. And, and, and it's, it's great. And, you know, form, we've formulated, you know, the relationships with, with people like Stefan and Uli and, and others um, that are going to form a foundation for us to work together, not only at conferences like this, but also through co-innovation projects that we're already commencing with them um, as well. So I'm, I'm excited about it and certainly plan to participate in the future. Thank you very much, Jared Alamat. Such a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Welcome to BP for Auto, as we call it, and I hope you have a great time at the rest of the conference. This is Bonnie D. Graham signing off. Have a great day. Hi, this is Ellen Sassone, part of the SAP Automotive team, coming to you live from Detroit, where I live. So it's a pleasure to be here doing such a big event with SAP in our city. And I'm listening to Bonnie D. Graham interview automotive experts live. All of this great content will be available on the Future of Cars podcast on iTunes and Google. Hello, I'm Bonnie D. Graham here at the Best Practices for Automotive Conference in Detroit with SAP. Very happy to be speaking to the thought leaders who are attending this year's conference 2018. I'm ready to chat with Sven Romer at Deloitte. And Sven, welcome to the conference and I hope you're having a good day. Tell me a little about your role at Deloitte. Yes, hi, my name is Sven Romer. Um, I'm a partner at Deloitte. Um, I'm yeah, part of the automotive industry at um, Deloitte in Germany, and there I'm responsible for one of our major clients, which is BMW. Okay, and tell me something. Is this your first? I understand this is your first time at Best Practices. What drew you to the conference? Yeah, it's a it's the first time I'm I'm over here um, by invitation of of Uli, um, whom I know from my time at Deloitte. And what brings us over is a success story we will present tomorrow. Um, our first S4 HANA Go Live with BMW, which was early this year. Very exciting. Wow. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's a, it's a platform for the vehicle invoicing, cost of retail calculation, and so on for the whole BMW world. So each single car which gets sold um, gets hit by, by our system. And yeah, we are writing the invoices, calculating and so on. Sounds very, very innovative. That sounds very exciting. So let's talk about you're at the conference now. What do you hope to learn about while you're there, whether it's from the keynotes, from the different uh, tables or booths that, that are set up, whether it's from just chatting with people, collaborating at the event or, or on the sidebars, I call them the conversations. Um, what do you hope to learn in terms of new innovation trends in automotive and mobility? Sven? Yeah, so I was part of the keynote just just before this interview, um, and I think it was very interesting to to see 
what others think about uh, the main topics we are currently having, like um, autonomous driving, mobi mobility as a service, zero emission. And so what I figured out is that others yeah, facing the same topics or issues um, then we also that we also see, for example, at BMW or our other customers. Okay. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. So what I'm also very interested in is, um, for example, in the tracks um, about finance, central finance, um, which I'm looking forward to see what I can see here or there. Very, very interesting. And and tell me something from the little bit of what you've seen already. I know the conference is just starting and what's on the agenda. Do you think you'll be coming back next year? Yep, there's a, there's a pretty good chance. So it's a, it's a great opportunity to chat and get around with, with other people from SAP, from other customers and talk about the challenges all of us are facing. And let me ask you a quick question. If automotive was able to say there was going to be a safe autonomous car in the next 12 months, would you give up driving your own car? Would you become an autonomous passenger or would you still keep your own wheels? Uh, I would try it. I would give it a chance. Okay, good to know. I'm not giving up my car anytime soon. I was just wondering. <laughs> I like to ask that question. Sven, any, uh, any comments, anything else you'd like to share with us before we let you go back to the conference? I'm so, so happy that you've taken time out to chat with me. Anything else you want to say about, about what you're doing there? No, I'm enjoying it very much. So we are just at the beginning, looking forward for the next one and a half days. Terrific. Well, we're very pleased to have you, and we want to thank you for taking time to speak with me. I've been speaking with Sven Romer at Deloitte. I'm Bonnie D. Graham for SAP Best Practices for Automotive. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of business. Learn how you can become the transformational leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation. The Future of Business with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Competition, consumer engagement, and operational effectiveness are changing at an accelerated pace in consumer industries. New competitors are redefining the landscape, and consumers expect exceptional brand experiences. How will retail, wholesale distribution, life sciences, and consumer products companies run, grow, connect, and transform to engage customers and patients across their journey? Tune in on the Voice America Business Channel for Changing the Game in Consumer Industries, presented by SAP. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to simplify, scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. 
You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the Internet of Things. Learn how you can become the transformation leader who leads your company to analyze and act on the hidden data that permeates everyday business activities. Internet of Things with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. This is Jim Davis with the SAP Automotive team live at the Best Practices for Automotive Conference, and I'm excited to hear the automotive experts share their insights on the conference live with Bonnie D. Graham. I have a quote from a writer named Iona Sima on digitalismag.com at SAP, and here's the quote. Listen up. By 2020, there will be 250 million, that's right, IoT-connected cars on the world streets. If you've been hiding under a rock or under the hood of a car, IoT is Internet of Things. Think sensors. Think information. Think data. Coming in and going somewhere, what are we doing with it? So let's talk. Vehicle connectivity will have a massive and positive effect on on everything we know. That's our communities, our environment, and our quality of life every day, everywhere. Translating connected vehicle world trends into consumable devices and usable data is the challenge. Now I'm going to welcome two very interesting gentlemen, Joe Barkai, industry analyst and author of The Outcome Economy, and I'm also welcoming Jim Davis, director of the Americas for the SAP Automotive Industry Business Unit, SAP. Everything is changing now. Nowadays, it's much more than just technology, even connectivity. And as impressed as I am by the number of connected cars, I think it's much more profound than that. Everything is changing. Technologies such as electric vehicles and connectivity are just kind of one part of this change. The entire value chain is changing. We have new car makers that make Detroit nervous. We have new low-tier suppliers, especially from semiconductors, Intel and Qualcomm. They've never been in the business. Again, making Detroit nervous. Outsiders mm-hmm. influence the entire conversation. They really come up with new narrative, uh, but they have slow impact on, on the market. Uh, and the overall com- conversation about the role of ecosystem partners is is really a huge part of where the industry is going. So everything is changing, not only the cars. This is so much bigger, as Joe you know, alluded to, that, that this is so much bigger than the automotive industry, right? It's about mobility, and it is in transition. Um, and we are just at the beginning, right? And everything is very, very fragmented, right? We have n- new entrances into the race for case, right? Connected, mm-hmm. autonomous, shared, electrified. Um, we've got, you know, behemoth players, you know, hundred-year-old companies that are that are in this uh, in in the OEMs. Um, we have new entrances. What we do know is this is a major disruption, right? Um, many are going to play in this space, um, but many will shrink. Many will grow. Many will outright fail. Um, and you know, there are going to be great ideas that are going to rise to the top. Um, you know, they're going to morph. They're going to combine. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, the, the, the companies with the best ideas won't always win. We're right at the beginning of, of something, you know, something pretty incredible. And it's, it's really going to come together out of these little fragments of innovation. Um, and, you know, where is it going to go? 
Uh, nobody knows. I just want to pose a quick question for first Jim and then Joe. Does the consumer really care about all this? How much does the consumer actually care? Is this more industry focused right now? It's just like any new innovation or new new technology, right? You're, you've got the early adopters who are kind of geeking and geeking out about you know certain certain things, and they're very aware. But then you've got a you know a large portion of the market that's just you know that that you know let's say, interacts within the ecosystem, right? Whatever that ecosystem may be. Good ideas are going to bubble to the top and uh, interesting things that bring value to consumers will start to change their behavior. First of all, I think all new cars are connected. So I think we should kind of stop counting cars. All cars are connected because they're features that require connectivity, regulation okay. will get there. It's not about the connections or the conduits, but rather the content of the data that flows through this. So what is the value that the consumer gets from having a connected car? And until we focus on the content and the value, uh, the audience will just kind of remain lukewarm about their attitude. Part of it is really what are the business models that we use in order to communicate and deliver the value in, in connectivity. So let's not count cars um, let's count content and service providers that deliver value to consumers. So if you buy a car today, you have many features that we in the industry classify as ADAS, things such as blind spot warning, lane departure, um, responsive cruise or automatic cruise control, etc., etc. So they're coming in little by little. Uh, and as we get to enough cars on the roads, which is a very, very important point to make, we'll start seeing some impact on uh, fatalities. Uh, as even though these, these are not necessarily electric cars, it's likely that in the same time we'll get some electric cars, we'll get the density of electric cars increased, so we'll see some reduction in pollution. Uh, if we look at the entire population of cars in the U.S. or, or, or economies such as India and China, the, the, the penetration rate is not going to be the same. Um, I did send the math a while ago. The average age of cars in the U.S. is nearly 12 years, and, and the cars are getting older yeah. because baby boomers are not, buying as many as before, cars are reliable, so there's no need to buy new cars. So the fact that we talk about so many millions of connected cars and safe cars is nice, but there are also going to be so many non-connected or, or less safe um, cars. It's going to be a long time where we see a combination of smart cars and stupid drivers on the road. Uh, and this is not going to be funny. One of the, the elements that, that he brings up also is, is interesting uh, around, you know, the old cars versus, you know, the new, newer, more connected, more capable cars and, and the impact on safety, right? So, um, and the ability for people to afford those new cars is, is, is going to drive adoption. That's where I see, you know, a lot of companies starting to make changes in their business models, right? Um, you know, at new entrants, uh, for example, you know, Waymo, um, mm-hmm. is, is looking at the autonomous, let's, let's call it the Uber or Lyft type of business model. Um, you know, this, this takes, you know, the, the initial investment that a, that a millennial needs to do, uh, um, to gain mobility. Um, we're seeing companies look at subscription business models where, you know, for a single price, for a monthly fee, you get access to a vehicle. Um, 
that includes maintenance, it includes insurance, it includes, you know, access to not just a single vehicle, but a, a, a range of vehicles uh, in many cases. Uh, it, you know, it still takes a financial commitment, but it's a lot less of a commitment than a traditional lease or vehicle ownership. Companies in the automotive space can meet their digital transformation goals with innovative technology that taps into and capitalizes on, and here's the list, IoT, Internet of Things, Big Data, Analytics, Machine Learning, Blockchain, Data Intelligence, Design Thinking, and the Cloud Platform. That is a lot for companies to think about. How close are they to using these, taking this opportunity to capitalize? Jim, what do you see? What we see is... is Again, kind of a, a fragmentation. All of the companies, both new, you know, new entrants into the into the market, as well as the the, the more established automakers, you know, everyone kind of has a, has a mixed bag at this point in time. Um, and you know, I think I think the challenge is is trying to figure out, you know, which everybody is trying to do, trying to figure out how to monetize, how to bring value. You know where where is the value to the consumer, um, and again, it's it needs to be very customer focused. Uh, otherwise, you won't get the adoption. Um, but you know, everybody's trying to figure that out. So I think I think we see a very you know very chaotic, very mixed bag of of um, of technologies and, and approaches um, and monetization models uh, going forward. So, um, which ones will win? It's anybody's guess. So 2020 is not going to look much different than today. We'll see a lot of technology innovation. We still see a tremendous amount of fragmentation and car makers not knowing necessarily how to respond. So they will continue to kind of hedge their bets and invest in technology. We're going to see a continuing disruption. I, got, I think we'll see, um, as Joe said, it's not 2020 where the big changes happen. It's more 2030 is where we'll start to see what, We'll start to see winners and losers um, emerge, both in in companies, but in in business models and technologies and 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 value. The winners emerging already are Joe Barkai, industry analyst, and Jim Davis at SAP. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and get a connected car. Oh, you probably already have one. Go out and be a game changer today. Hello, I'm Judy Kubis, Industry Marketing from SAP. Stay tuned for the next interview with insights from automotive experts and the highlights from our Best Practice for Automotive conference, live from Detroit with Bonnie D. Graham. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of business. Learn how you can become the transformational leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation. The Future of Business with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to simplify, scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. 
you're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the Internet of Things. Learn how you can become the transformation leader who leads your company to analyze and act on the hidden data that permeates everyday business activities. Internet of Things with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Hello, I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Happy to be here with Dan Malabashian from GM. He is attending the SAP Best Practices for Automotive Conference in Detroit. Welcome, Dan. How are you today? Very good, Bonnie. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. I know you're busy. I know that the schedule is packed. But first, we'd love to know a little bit about your role at GM. What do you do, Dan? Uh, I I run uh, a piece of our shared services business, uh, specifically the the back office purchasing and manufacturing services. Also, the activities that that, um, exist between um, requisition to payment of a, a source to pay type process. And then uh, I also am the business owner for our enterprise ERP system, which is SAP. Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. And question, rumor has it that there was a very exciting keynote a little while ago at BP for Automotive. Can you give us some of the highlights? What would, what would our listeners like to know? What do they need to know about what's happening in GM's perspective today? Yeah, this is really about excitement in the industry, which is changing at an extremely rapid pace, probably more transformational change in the industry that we've seen in the last couple of years that we'll see in the next several years than we've seen, you know, over the course of the last 50 years. And it's all about alternative mobility models that that, depart a bit from the legacy approach to kind of single owner uh, models around vehicles to that of of mobility as a service. And, And, you know, along the way, we'll see the introduction of electrification and, and uh, autonomous uh, becoming a bigger and bigger part of the industry. Very exciting. And, uh, yeah, autonomous. Do you think it's nearby? I'm not asking you for a specific date, but do you think it's coming to a highway or byway near any of us here in the U.S. soon? It, it, will, it will get here. Um, it, it's it's you know, emerging at a very very rapid pace. Uh, the 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 timeline is being motivated, you know, for for the most part at least for for General Motors, um, by safety and and we don't want to do anything prematurely. We won't force this. Uh, we we want to uh, you know, ensure that we're putting safe ton mm-hmm. of vehicles on the road. That's what we all want. Thank you very much. So at the conference, I know there's a full agenda coming up over the next couple of days. What are you most excited and hoping to learn about as an attendee? Dan? Yeah, for, for me, you know, it's, it, it, it's kind of very much about digitalization of our business. And, and you know, we, we, we talked at the start of the conference about digitalization of of the automobile business and, and the industry. What I'm, uh, because of my responsibilities, what I'm in particular interested in is digitalization of the back office business processes that support our business. And, and in the space that I'm in, that's all about back office procurement routines, payment routines for our business partners, our suppliers, back office manufacturing routines that, that support our, our production environment. 
Thank you. So I take it you're expecting to learn about and collaborate uh, with people at the conference and learn about things that you can apply very quickly to your processes. Am I right? You, you bet. And and it's 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 not so much about technology as it is about business process transformation. That that transformation will be enabled by technology. But I I think first of all the business processes that we run that we're, we're working hard to digitalize, automate, make more efficient, make more effective, and then and then jump to the technology that enables that. And for us, if because of our environment, uh, SAP is our primary ERP, and, 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 and SAP is a really interesting capability that will enable that, that business process digitalization. Thank you. That is exciting. And tell me one more thing, Dan. How many times have you attended Best Practices for Automotive? This is my fourth year. Ooh, a couple of years ago when I was doing this, I had an informal contest to see who had had been to the most. And I have a feeling you, you are at the top of that list right now. So thank you very much. What keeps you coming back, Dan? You're busy. Why do you keep coming back? It's, it's all about learning and growth and continuous improvement. That's what it's all about. By the way, are you giving up your own wheels anytime soon if Autonomous does come safely and securely to us in the next couple of years? Are you going to keep your own key to your own car? At the moment, I'm driving a, a, a Z06 uh, Corvette that I'm, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with. And, and so let me just finish up with that. Very interesting. I'm a sports car driver as well, and I, I spoke with somebody else at the conference a few minutes before you came on here, and he's a Corvette driver too, so I'm, I'm enjoying speaking with all of you. I'm a 370Z convertible red ragtop driver, if that gives you a clue. I need the top to match the color of my hair, and I found one, so what can I tell you? So I want to thank you so much, Dan Malabashi and the GM. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. We're thrilled to have you at the conference. Thank you for sharing the information about why you're there and about the keynote. Have a great time the next couple of days. And to our listeners, Bonnie D. Graham signing off. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, this is Miranda Labate, Industry Marketing at SAP. Check out our interviews live from Best Practices for Automotive Conference in Detroit and keep listening for more. Today's dramatic business and workforce changes compel us to think differently about applying predictive capabilities to business. Predictive machine learning platforms need to be agile foundations for everything predictive in the organization and to create and deliver prescriptive insights and predictive results in a seamless work experience. Transform your business to leverage predictive capabilities as a powerful force for business innovation. Tune in Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel for game-changing predictive machine learning presented by SAP. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of cars with Game Changers. Learn how you can become the automotive maestro who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of disruptive automotive industry solutions moving into the cloud. The Future of Cars with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. 
Hello, this is Bonnie D. Graham at SAP Best Practices for Automotive Conference in Detroit. I'm here with Tom Madonna at Infosys Consulting. Tom, welcome, and how are you today? Good morning. Thank you for having me. I'm doing good. And yourself? I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Tom, tell us a little bit about your role at Infosys, please. Sure. I'm responsible for the uh, North America practice, uh, growing our S4 HANA and HANA Analytic practice across all of our industry sets. My concentration primarily was in what we term ourselves as miracle, manufacturing, retail, consumer products, and logistics. Everybody produces something, so I usually have my hands in, uh, in most everything. But uh, it's been a fun, fun ride and uh, very busy. Good. Busy is a good thing. And I know you're busy, and that's why I'm going to speak to you just briefly about what you're doing at BP for Auto. That's our shorthand for best practices for automotive. What brought you to the conference, and is this your first time, or how many have you attended? No, this is actually uh, the third of the last three years. So ultimately, when we kicked this thing back off in uh, in 15 and brought it back to Detroit, uh, was a good thing. I was part of the uh, initial directional change of trying to get that back into the States. Um, we were a uh, platinum sponsor that year. The following year, we, we dropped down a, a level. Last year, I was busy, and then this year, I'm back. So it's uh, it's been a fun ride. Uh, it's good to see old friends, uh, colleagues, and and the new innovations that are coming out with the with the software. And, and you mentioned something, new friends and colleagues. Interesting, because I've heard in past years when I've spoken to attendees, Tom, I've heard that it's the collaboration, the, the co-innovation mindset, the idea of sharing ideas and understanding what's happening with different parts of the industry that makes this such a special event because of the face-to-face opportunities. You feel that way, too? Absolutely. Uh, not only you see, you know, what your your competition is doing, you see uh, what your colleagues have come up and grown and gone on and done. Uh, you see that the different ways that the companies have used uh, the innovation to move their business processes and technologies forward. You'd see the innovation that comes out, and it basically drives a, a different mindset, a different uh, way of thinking, and a collaboration that goes back to not only the the infrastructure, the ecosystem, but how you physically use the software internal to your company. Okay, thank you very much. And tell me something. I know the agenda is packed for the next couple of days. What are the most important innovative trends you are hoping to learn about? So, so being a, a practitioner, my, my big thing is to get an understanding of releases. Um, it's been a, a long journey from 1503 all the way to the current 1809 release of S4 and how C4 is going to work into that. So it's when the functionality is going to come out, when the functionality is going to be ready uh, for the customers to, to move forward, um, and then how they're going to use it. Uh, so I think one of the things that you see with Thomas Cars, connectivity, the electricity coming in with the, with the vehicles, is that the, the platform itself, uh, which is the foundation of moving things forward, is something that has to be there, something that has to be applied. It's not something that can be leapfrogged. And as you start to see uh, the struggles uh, of innovation, you see that most of the individuals that do not have the platform in- involved are the ones that are having problems. But once you got that platform there, you're, you're working off of it, then the processes lay out, and you can use you know, pretty much the, the sky's the limit in regards to how you start. Let it be the customers, let it be the suppliers, your internal employees in some cases, and then your connectivity of your, of your machines uh, or your vehicles. Sounds very logical. Sounds like you have a grasp on it. Tell me something. If Autonomous were to arrive somewhere nearby in the next 12 to 24 months, would you give up the keys to your own wheels, Tom? Um, probably not give up the keys to 
uh, one of my wheels. Um, it wouldn't be surprised to actually own a vehicle that would be that way. But I think a lot of it is uh, I grew up in a time where that was your key of freedom. So to mm-hmm. me, you wanted to be wanted to be away. You were a teenager. You were first one, uh, you know, your birthday morning, 15, standing in line to get your motor vehicles, to get your license. And I, and I think that's going to be something that'll be the case for a while. I do think that the autonomous vehicle is there. Um, I do think it's changing the way the, uh, the industry looks at it uh, and interacts with it. Uh, GM this morning had a great uh, strategy conversation around their direction. Uh, but I do think it's a, it's a ways away. And, and then obviously the big issue that's still on the table, the elephant that's in the room is insurance and how insurance would basically be aligned to uh, allowing uh, that to occur. Once all of these integral ecosystems come together uh, and you have an infrastructure that will support it, you have uh, vehicles that are uh, well placed and, and, and priced into the market where they can actually be afforded and uh, an infrastructure of support uh, with insurance and others, I think that's when uh, the next steps will occur and you'll see a bigger grasp, a bigger uh, way of, of looking at them. But as far as giving up my keys, I'll have my keys for a while, um, but that's not to say that I won't have one of, them, one of those uh, vehicles in the, in the garage. Thank you. I feel the same way. And by the way, I'm, you reminded me of my days in high school, very eager to take driver's ed, which was nothing to do with the high school curriculum, but I had to travel. I was uh, in New York, in Douglaston, New York, and had to take a bus to, I think, Jamaica, where I met with a, a bunch of kids. And we had, a, I even remember the teacher's name. <laughs> we did driver's ed, and that gave us the opportunity to apply for our licenses on time once we had that certificate. Did you go through driver's ed as well? Oh, I did. That would have been 14 and a half to 15, but yes. And uh, was also the uh, the luckiness to have uh, a grandfather who had a company and had a truck. So, you know, uh, starting earlier than 14 and a half was uh, also in that uh, in that bailiwick. Wow. I think I was 16 at the time. I, I think our driver's age was 17 in New York in those days, but we're harking back. Tom Madonna, it's so nice to speak with you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with me. I'm wishing you a great next couple of days at BP for Automotive in Detroit with the SAP folks. And uh, give a shout out to all of my friends at Infosys Consulting, please. We've had many of them on Game Changers Radio and looking forward to having them and perhaps even you back. So have a good day. Bonnie D. Graham signing off for BP for Automotive at SAP. Talk soon. Hey, this is Miranda Labate, Industry Marketing at SAP. Check out our interviews live from Best Practices for Automotive Conference in Detroit and keep listening for more. Today's dramatic business and workforce changes compel us to think differently about applying predictive capabilities to business. Predictive machine learning platforms need to be agile foundations for everything predictive in the organization and to create and deliver prescriptive insights and predictive results in a seamless work experience. Transform your business to leverage predictive capabilities as a power full force for business innovation. Tune in Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel for game-changing predictive machine learning presented by SAP. 
Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays for our special series on game-changing business model disruption. Learn how you can become the transformation leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation on game-changing business model disruption presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Hello, this is Bonnie D. Graham for SAP Best Practices for Automotive Conference in Detroit. I'm speaking today with Lawrence Echelbaum, and he is at SAP, and he's going to be part of the team that is presenting a keynote tomorrow at the conference. So, Lawrence, welcome. How are you? And talk to me about what's going to happen in the keynote tomorrow. Hey, Bonnie, thanks for having me. All is well, and I hope um, you're doing well, too. Uh, Very excited to um, do the keynote tomorrow at uh, best practices for automotive. Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about innovations um, that are hitting the automotive industry, Um, not necessarily from from a, you know, data uh, analytics perspective, but more towards, you know, new initiatives around mobility as a service uh, triggered by, um, you know, the electrification, the connectivity, um, the the, uh, shared aspects of, and of Mm -hmm. course, um, aspect of vehicles. So that opens up a whole new um, spectrum of opportunities and has a huge impact on everything we see and do in the next couple of years. And I'm very excited that you can hear to to speak about that and also learn more from our customers who bring their knowledge to the table. Very interesting you brought that up, Lawrence. I've, I've heard I've been doing these interviews for a couple of years for a BP for Auto, and I hear from so many attendees, whether they're keynotes like you, whether they're industry analysts, they're executives at automotive companies, um, whoever they are, that they really enjoy the camaraderie the collaborative mindset. Somebody even mentioned to me on another interview I did a little while ago that they enjoy meeting their competitors and finding out what's the perspective on what's happening in automotive. So what do you see as the value of actually meeting face-to-face with people in the broad automotive industry? What's your thought? I think that um, that here is a perfect atmosphere to have a chat, you know, almost in an informal way, in a non-threatening way, to share experiences, opinions, and and best practices, and I think there's kind of almost like a collaborative, like mm-hmm. effort to to come up with new innovations, eco innovation, new business models, and also have the opportunity to speak more or less freely about that. And that's what I really like about this conference. I, I think that's what I've been hearing. Thank you for validating that. Question for you. You mentioned a lot of the innovations coming, and we've heard so many of them already. But one that stands out you mentioned is electrification. Can you give us a little sneak peek at what's coming down the pike or to somebody's garage or charging station in the next year or two? Anything? Yeah, been- it's, it's very exciting. If you look what's happening, then you see that, you know, the capacity of batteries are getting uh, better and better. Uh, also, the cost. Um, is getting um, um, down and with the you know with autonomous vehicles that are coming up that are connected and shared that has a tremendous impact on um, the the radius of batteries uh, the duration you know that they have before they need to be charged so you know it's it's believed that you know the, the, the shared autonomous 
a vehicle will be about 30% of the weight of a traditional vehicle. So you mm. can, it has a tremendous impact on, uh, you know, radius and, and whatnot. Very exciting uh, from that perspective. Very interesting. Does this have anything to do with smart cities? Do you think it will help cities become smarter around the world when they have this electrification capacity? We find? Yeah, 100%. I think it's a, it's a combination of, of course, also of the shared models. And, and of course, there's one Debbie Downer called legislation that is critically important <laughs> to get those ducks in a row. But from a technology perspective, I believe that uh, we're getting very close to uh, to providing a solution that is worth uh, piloting in, in more densely populated areas. And, uh, and of course, there's still a lot of ground to cover. But for me, this is an extremely exciting opportunity. I, I agree. Luck, luck, I hate to use the phrase coming down the pike, but it's something that's been around forever. And when you think of driving down the pike or the turnpike, it seems appropriate. So I, I have another question for you. How many times have you been to this conference and what draws you? Other than that you're on a keynote team, what's so exciting for you from your perspective as a person in the industry? Uh, it's a great question. And to be honest, it's my first uh, conference. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> But um, I, I tell you, I like what I see. I like what I hear. Um, the atmosphere, the vibe is great. As I said before, uh, great people. So what is really interesting for me is that I have the opportunity to meet with relevant people in the industry, uh, people with great visions, people that um, you know have a lot to share about um, the, the, the reality of vehicle manufacturing and that also are very interested in the innovations around these topics. So. For me, it's a great cross-pollination between camaraderie and, and, and learning and sharing. I like that. That puts the human back into the equation. One more question. You mentioned autonomous. We all know they're being tested. Safety is a big issue. Insurance is a big issue. Data privacy, the passenger experience. Uh, somebody who used to be with SAP Automotive used to say, we as humans will become the cargo in the back of the autonomous car. We will be the goods that are being transported. I thought that was interesting. But question for you, Laurence. I don't know what you drive or how you drive or how much you do or don't love your cars i love my car but do you ever see yourself willingly giving up the keys to your own car in let's say the next three to five years if autonomous really comes to be yeah without a doubt i i'm willing to do that um, if you look at you know the number of human errors um in in current traffic um which is a staggering thirty thousand plus you know accidents uh, lethal accidents every year I mean, these cars, uh, autonomous cars, will not make these mistakes again. And it's believed that about 98% reduction of these deadly accidents will have a huge impact, a positive impact on driver safety, uh, but also cost, insurance cost. Co it, it's a game changer. And uh, yeah. so without any hesitation, I would give my keys away because I know my car can do a better job than I can. Wow. You're the first one I've met who has admitted to that. So thank you very much. That's a revelation. Lawrence Echelbaum, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed speaking with you and hearing your insights. I'm going to wish you a great keynote tomorrow. Give my best to your team. And I'm just going to sign off for now. Bonnie D. Graham for SAP Best Practices for Automotive in Detroit. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. This is Rich Lindau with the SAP Automotive team coming to you live from SAP's annual Best Practices for Automotive Conference. You are listening to Bonnie D. Graham interview automotive experts live from the city that put America on wheels.
Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of cars with Game Changers. Learn how you can become the automotive maestro who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of disruptive automotive industry solutions moving into the cloud. The future of cars with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of business. Learn how you can become the transformational leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation. The Future of Business with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. This is Uli Mönch, Global Head of Automotive at SAP, live here at the Best Practices for Automotive Conference in Detroit, listening to automotive and mobility experts, sharing their insights on the conference, live with Bonnie D. Graham. Hello again, this is Bonnie D. Graham at SAP's Best Practices for Automotive Conference, speaking to some very interesting people in Detroit at this year's conference. And it's my pleasure now to chat with Brian Vogt. He spells his last name V-O-G-T if you want to find out more about him. And he's with PwC. And Brian has some exciting news about a transportation industry study that PwC is going to be releasing this December. and We're still in 2018. So Brian Vogt, thank you for taking time out. How are you today? Very good. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for joining me. So here you are. You're in Detroit, and we're going to talk a little bit about your impressions about the conference. But I think everybody wants to know what is going to be in this industry study coming out in December. So can you give us some insights, please? Yes, uh, absolutely, Bonnie. Yeah, as uh, everyone knows, there's a lot going on in the industry technology-wise. Um, but the industry is really struggling of what does it really mean? So when you look at some of the key key indicators in this country what's going on you know we've got over 270 million cars on the road in the u.s today congestion costs alone are in the tune of 130 to 300 billion dollars a year mm. that's four times the cost that we spend on mass transportation almost double the cost on what we spend on our roads and and highways so it's a significant issue. And when you look at really what, what the industry is trying to, to figure out is with autonomous vehicles, um, you know, you've got, you know, ride, you know, ride shares, you've got, uh, you know, vehicle to vehicle communications taking place. Um, you have a local governments really trying to control the traffic patterns within the cities. Uh, there is tremendous opportunity to really change the way in North America people get from point A to point B. And, and why it's so mm -hmm. significant, Bonnie, is that the, uh, the United States, from uh, a life index, uh, a livability index, uh, 
rates really poorly on the global scale. In fact, our, the only city that really comes up up in the high end of that scale, which rates 23, is Honolulu. So mm. oh, America really has not addressed the livability issue around how people move from point A to point B. And in the United States, the biggest issue moving from point A to point B is congestion. Uh, it's a significant issue. And in fact, the average American spends at least 41 hours a year in congestion. And that's the average American. When you look at people that commute in the cities, I think we all know the impact to the quality of our lives. So this study is, is really trying to put all the facts on the table and try to really to help the industry understand, you know, technology, it's a great vehicle to provide change to people and behavior and the quality of life. But what the really what's going to come out in the study is in order to get there, there's going to be more pain. And as more technology, mm. the complexity and the congestion is getting worse. Perfect example. Go to any street corner in Chicago or New York. Go look at the cars that are around you on a major intersection. You know what you see? You see Lyft. You see Uber. You have right. the cars that are clogging up the downtown areas and what they do is they just circle the neighborhoods until they find a passenger and then now you throw the, all the taxis on top of that so I mean there's major problems that our cities are going to need to address and the way this study helps the cities think about it is how you can start thinking about leveraging technology for example you know should those Uber drivers go into an empty parking lot that has availability mm -hmm. in the near area? Leveraging technology from a vehicle to the internet or from a vehicle to vehicle communication, that's really what this uh, technology study will, will be, uh, be highlighting uh, when it comes out later this year. Thank you, Brian. Fascinating. And I have to tell you that I recently relocated from Long Island, New York to Durham, North Carolina, and I was shocked that we actually have, quote unquote, rush hour traffic here on uh, Glenwood Route 70 starting at around 3.30 in the afternoon. It's nothing, nothing like the Long Island Expressway traffic, which I endured for over 30 years. I used to work on Long Island and a commute was the miles and the time plus an hour or more of sitting in congestion and trying to go into Manhattan, Brian, just, I'm sure, you know, it, it's just brutal. But when you were mentioning the cabs, yes. And, and you can color code it. You have the yellow cars, the yellow cabs, right? You have the black cars, which could be the Ubers. You have the green cars, which are the outer borough cab cars. And then you have everybody's own personal vehicle. They're trying to get through all of that mass professional driver congestion. So I agree. It's, it's painful trying to get to New Jersey on any of the bridges, jockeying for which bridge, which tunnel is going to take you without having to sit for an hour. I, I know. So I'm going to say bravo on the study because I think uh, cities need to understand this. Do you think they're going to be able to make those changes? And you said that there will be more pain using technology at first to solve the problems. Do you think that they will embrace that they have to do this, Brian? Oh, absolutely. I think there's there, there's no doubt about it. It's just how and when uh, significant change can occur. It's going to be baby steps, um, mm -hmm. but uh, it's coming. I mean, you could just at the conference, you know, all these big automotive manufacturers and everybody else, they're not thinking about traditional, how do you build a car? 
You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's not at the forefront anymore. It's okay. You've got a car. How does the car solve your, your travel, your transportation, uh, your quality of life? I mean, that's where companies like GM and Ford are spending all their time in thought leadership today. Interesting. What's your thought on autonomous vehicles when they come to our highways and our byways, when they're safe and when we understand the regulations and who owns the data and we as humans become cargo, cargo being moved like any package from point A to point B, as you said before. What do you think that's going to do to congestion? Help it or make it worse? Well, it's no question that, you know, as autonomous vehicles uh, come into play here, um, taking the, the decision-making away from the drivers and just trying to find the most optimized path to get to point A to point B, it's absolutely going to reduce congestion. I think some of the reports that are coming out now, you know, you can definitely see by, by being able to use multiple lanes, using the shoulder of the road. Um, and more importantly, you know, the, the number one health, you know, accident uh, cost in this country is from automobiles. Think about mm. think about if you have autonomous vehicles out there in the market, removing the traditional accidents that occur. You know, think about the impact on all the paramedics that are required, the hospital rooms yeah. that are required. Yep. Um, yes, not only does it solve congestion problems, but it solves a lot of our society problems around around healthcare as well. Uh, believe it or not, so. Yeah, I think this is coming. And the bigger question is when. And uh, yeah, definitely it will happen before you know we leave this planet. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Now, let's focus just for a minute or two on your time at BP for Auto, our shorthand for best practices for automotive in Detroit. Uh, what have you seen so far? I know you're ju- it's just starting now, but what have you seen that you're excited about or what are you looking forward to learning about in terms of automotive industry innovation? Brian? Well, innovation comes in a lot of shapes and sizes. Uh, innovation, mm-hmm. I always look at it as a way we can do things better. So. Yep. I think where a lot of the companies and some of the meetings that I've been at, you know, it, it ranges from, you know, all the complexity with compliance around tax regulations across the globe for auto, manu- auto manufacturers and suppliers. You know, how do you start automating that? Um, because it's extremely manual and is prone for error. So everything from how do you become more automated and from the way you run taxes in your ERP systems to GM just got out of a meeting where GM presented, you know, their whole business model with, you know, supporting Lyft and then Maven, um, Mm -hmm. seeing how building a car uh, is going to serve different purposes than what it has historically served. And, uh, you know, those are all new markets being created, but those markets depend upon the, the technology of algorithms, you know, being mm-hmm. able to most effective route, um, you know, safety issues. So, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time for the industry because, you know, it's just so unusual some of the opportunities to solve some of the most critical problems and automotive is going to be right there doing it. 
Absolutely. We are in exciting times. One more question about the study. I understand that there are implications for automotive manufacturers relating to ERP designs and new business processes. Can you just give us a quick insight on that, please? Yeah. I mean, just uh, for example, you know, cars need, uh, cars need computers, but you've got infotainment mm-hmm. units, which companies yep. that do entertainment that get plugged in, but, you know, there's there's memory and computers in that device, but then you've got safety issues. So, you know, as as you look at ERP systems, you know, information signals coming in from the cars are really going to drive, you know, replenishment of critical parts for the dealerships. You know, you know, so they're going back to the original manufacturer to get those parts. So there's technology is now kind of weaving together early demand signals that are going to force changes in some critical ERP business processes. The good news is the foundation is there. It's just the way it's going to happen is going to be different, and there's just going to be a lot more mobility technology involved, and uh, it's an exciting time, Bonnie. Thank you. It It is indeed. I have one quick personal question for you, Brian Vogt. If autonomous vehicles came to roads near you, let's say between now and 2020 and 2022, I'm not even going to go as far as 2025, would you willingly give up the keys to your own vehicle or and and go with, with autonomous as your main means of transportation, or would you still keep those keys in your pocket? Oh, absolutely. Those keys stay in my pocket. I'm a tremendous backseat driver, <laughs> and yelling at a computer is not going to be as satisfying as yelling at... Uh, someone driving for me so no I love driving too much (laughs) I do too I knew I liked you Brian vote at the best practices for automotive conference sponsored by SAP in Detroit Brian thank you so much for your time enjoy the rest of your time at the conference say hi to everybody for me and this is Bonnie D. Graham signing off This is Jim Davis with the SAP Automotive team live at the Best Practices for Automotive Conference, and I'm excited to hear the automotive experts share their insights on the conference live with Bonnie D. Graham. I'm going to welcome two very interesting gentlemen, Joe Barkai, industry analyst and author of The Outcome Economy, and I'm also welcoming Jim Davis, director of the Americas for the SAP Automotive Industry Business Unit at SAP. Companies in the automotive space can meet their digital transformation goals with innovative technology that taps into and capitalizes on, and here's the list, IoT, Internet of Things, Big Data, Analytics, Machine Learning, blockchain, data intelligence, design thinking, and the cloud platform. That is a lot for companies to think about. How close are they to using these, taking this opportunity to capitalize? Jim, what do you see? What we see is, is again, kind of a, a fragmentation. All of the companies, both new you know, new entrants into the, into the market as well as the, the, the more established automakers, you know, everyone kind of has a, has a mixed bag at this point in time. Um, and you know, I think I think the challenge is is trying to figure out you know at, which everybody is trying to do, trying to figure out how to monetize, how to bring value. You know where where is the value to the consumer? Um, and again, it's it needs to be very customer focused. Uh, otherwise, you won't get the adoption. Um, but you know everybody's trying to figure that out. So I think I think we see a very 
you know, very chaotic, very mixed bag of of, um, of technologies and, and approaches um, and monetization models uh, going forward. So um, which ones will win? You know, it, it's anybody's guess. So 2020 is not going to look much different than today. We'll see a lot of technology innovation. We still see a tremendous amount of fragmentation and car makers not knowing necessarily how to respond, so they will continue to kind of hedge their bets and invest in technology. We're going to see a continuing disruption. I, got, I think we'll see, um, as Joe said, it's not 2020 where the big changes happen. It's more 2030 is where we'll start to see we'll start to see winners and losers um, emerge, both in in companies. But in in business models and technologies and 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 value, the winners emerging already are Joe Barkai, industry analyst, and Jim Davis at SAP. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and get a connected car. Oh, you probably already have one. Go out and be a game changer today. Today's dramatic business and workforce changes compel us to think differently about applying predictive capabilities to business. Predictive machine learning platforms need to be agile foundations for everything predictive in the organization and to create and deliver prescriptive insights and predictive results in a seamless work experience. Transform your business to leverage predictive capabilities as a powerful force for business innovation. Tune in Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel for game-changing predictive machine learning presented by SAP. Join me, Bonnie D. Graham, for my next interview to hear what industry leaders are saying at SAP's annual Best Practices for Automotive Conference, coming to you live from Detroit, the Motor City. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to simplify, scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on The Internet of Things. Learn how you can become the transformation leader who leads your company to analyze and act on the hidden data that permeates everyday business activities. Internet of Things with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Hi, this is Ellen Sassone, part of the SAP Automotive team, coming to you live from Detroit, where I live. So it's a pleasure to be here doing such a big event with SAP in our city. And I'm listening to Bonnie D. Graham interview automotive experts live. All of this great content will be available on the Future of Cars podcast on iTunes and Google. Hello again. This is Bonnie D. Graham speaking with very interesting people attending SAP's Best Practices for Automotive Conference in Detroit, the Motor City. And I'm very excited to be speaking right now with John Grant at MTG. Let me spell his company for you in case you want to look him up. E-M-T-E-E-G-E-E with a capital E, T and G. John Grant was on Game Changers Radio with me a few weeks ago and very happy to be speaking with him again. So welcome, John. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you for having me, Bonnie. I'm, I'm glad I made the cut on most interesting people. <laughs> you certainly did. Of course, you make all of those cuts. So question is, since our listeners may not be familiar with you, although I'm sure everybody heard you on Game Changers Radio, tell us a little bit about what is MTG. John? So MTG Partners is a, a consultancy that specializes in org change management, in design thinking, and learning and development, and, and why it's relevant to uh, 
best practices for automotive is uh, all of those skills, all of those tools um, help translate all these wonderful innovative processes, systems, softwares that, that, are, that are being implemented, configured, and developed here at best practice, by the companies that are here at best practices for automotive, but it helps, we help translate those to business users, to the actual end users who have to, to uh, uh, make these things successful. And, and too often, I think, Bonnie, there's a, there's a gap between the language mm-hmm. of business and the language of IT. And that's a risk for all of us uh, because, I mean, it's a risk on many levels. One, it's a risk on user level and, and, and two, I think it's a, it's a risk for uh, your brand being potentially damaged. You know, I think SAP is very concerned about how the business and how end users see their brand. And too often, mm-hmm. uh, we don't give that sort of input. Well, I'm glad to hear you're doing that. You're on the front lines, John. So, John, let's talk about your experience at the conference. We, we shorthand that as BP for auto. That's the way we call it. So you've been there. You've attended some, some conference sessions already. So what are the most important innovation trends that you've seen reflected in the automotive and mobility aspects of the conference? What's the most exciting thing you've seen, John? Let's go to that direction. I think, I think everyone's talking about this, this, this concept of, autonomous and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, eliminating emissions and what's the future of, of urban life and ride sharing and all of these things speak to speak to me personally but they, they I think they speak to a to a generation and and I I just in concept uh, I couldn't wait to see something like this happen I just I can't imagine the complexity and and thank thankfully that's not something that uh, I, I'm I'm engaged in, but I, I I can't imagine the complexity of making this vision come true. But boy, if it does, we've got an exciting future. There you go, and the future is exciting. So let's talk about how do you see the trends you're observing at the conference, John, applying to how you speak with your business partners. Let's project. You know, on Game Changers Radio, we like to do a prediction at the end, and I usually give you a wide open field of in the next five to ten years. But why don't we do a little more near term? What will impact that you're seeing now? What will impact how you speak in the next 12 to 24 months or sooner, John? Yeah, so talking to our business partners and and I think one of the the challenges for the people attending BP for for auto is is it, it has the risk of becoming somewhat of an echo chamber in that there's a lot mm-hmm. of people with common job titles. There's a lot of people with common mindsets. There's a lot of people that, and understandably, that's what conferences are all about. Totally get it. But what we risk is uh, what, what, I, what I brought up earlier, and that's, that's uh, how do we translate this language? How do we translate the art of what's possible to practical users who are going to be living their day-to-day lives in the environments that we create? And so... How do we train them to be successful? How do we make sure that they have input and, and they're getting what they need as opposed to what, what we're going to be delivering for them? So that's, I think it's a, it's a challenge. It's, it's, um, it's a different perspective, I think, that, that, that our group brings than other people that are here. And it's, it's, it's something I'm, 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 I'm being, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really witnessing here. And, and so it's a risk. And, and the more we talk to people, the more we're realizing that, that it, they get it. 
you know the the, mm-hmm. the the community gets that this is a this is a you know a real opportunity and i think we all get it through the bruises that we have when we launch a systems uh, some sort of innovative product and it and it isn't well received you know it, it, we we think mm-hmm. it's a beautiful product and and for some reason it's rejected and more often than not it does what it's intended to do but people just don't understand how to work within it and so so how do we how do we bridge that gap and that's that's kind of what i'm um i'm witnessing here at at bp for auto i i i i uh I, I'm I'm hopeful though. Uh, the the reception that we're getting, the 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 discussions that we're having are are thoroughly rich, and and um, I, I think I think we're starting to get it. As an org psychologist, I always look at things like, are we getting it? And and uh, mm-hmm. I, I think the industry is starting to get it. That you know, look, autonomous is great, but how do you translate that so people can understand it and use it? And and, sure. and if if a bunch of engineers go away in a locked room and create this thing, that's a pretty big risk. You're going to want customer input. So, so certain tools like design thinking, change management, uh, you know, training are critical mm-hmm. to, to making sure that these things are successful. Very well put. It sounds like there's some responsibility in what you're talking about, the responsibility to tra- do that translation, to do the explanation so that people get it, and also to bring in the right input sources for co-innovation, for collaboration. Am I hitting the hot spots here, John? Yeah, you're, you're all over design thinking. That's, I mean, why not? What, the, 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 the cost is minimal. The, the, the need is great. Why wouldn't you in, engage your customers, whether your customer is a consumer or whether your customer is a business partner, why wouldn't you engage mm-hmm. them in, and spend the time up front really understanding what their needs are before you go into a design mode? And I think too often when we work for the same company, you know, I, I 20 years at, at General Motors and I saw this time and again, that, you know, the business is sometimes viewed as a captive audience. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, they will take what we deliver, and that's not always, you know, it's it's a lot easier uh, if you if you give input, and the sense of ownership yep. and the sense of collaboration that it generates is it pays off in spades. And and so I, I've never understood why why we would we 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 it's certainly more quicker and more efficient to do it. I, I get it when you when you do it without input, but the benefits downstream of of engagement, of bringing people in for perspective, um, make a product launch, whatever that product launch is, um, so much more successful. Very well put. And I have two more questions for you briefly, John, because I know you want to get back to the conference. Number one, how many times have you attended Best Practices for Automotive? Uh, this is my first. Last year, I heard about it. Um, okay. a, colleague of mine, uh, a colleague of mine from Volkswagen, um, brought it to my attention. I, uh, the, the timing wasn't right. It was last second, but I put this on my, uh, I put this on my agenda for this year and I'm so glad I did. Good. Word of mouth is working. That's a very important part of being part of a community, isn't it? And my last question is a little bit on the personal side. You know, I try not to do too much of that on the radio, but the question is if autonomous vehicles were coming to a highway or a byway near you, let's say in the next three years, would you willingly give up the keys to your own vehicle and become the cargo in those types of cars? 
Yes or no, and why? Wow. I, you know, you hate to, you know, <laughs> I, I live in an innovative space, and I so, I so much want to say yes. I so much see the power in it. Uh, if Part of me says, you go first. You know, I, I'm I'm a fast follower. I'm not, I don't think I'm a I don't think I'm the the the, the person who's going to jump into the pool first. Um, conceptually, I'm all about it. What I'm concerned about is all the people driving on the road that don't have autonomous vehicles and the human error associated with that. If we could get to a world of connectivity where everybody's yeah. driving autonomous, I'm all in. But until then, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're keeping the keys you're not going to be the cargo well john grant at mtg it's always such a pleasure speaking with you thank you for your very independent point of view on everything we discussed i wish you a wonderful rest of the conference and i'm just going to sign off for now bonnie d graham signing off for best practices for automotive presented by sap in detroit i'll be back with more of the most interesting people in a few minutes bye-bye This is Uli Mönch, Global Head of Automotive at SAP, live here at the Best Practices for Automotive Conference in Detroit, listening to automotive and mobility experts, sharing their insights on the conference, live with Bonnie D. Graham. Hello, I'm Bonnie D. Graham, back with some more very interesting people. I have a very special guest here speaking with me. He's in Detroit at SAP's Best Practices for Automotive Conference, just flew in from Europe, so happy he is taking the time to speak with me. His name is Frank Rinderknecht. Let me just spell that in case you want to look him up and learn more, R-I-N-D-E-R-K-N-E-C-H-T. And he is the CEO and founder of an amazingly innovative company in the automotive sector called RINSPEED, R-I-N-S-P-E-E-D. Frank, welcome, and thank you for making the journey to be at VP for Automotive. How are you today? Great, Bonnie. Just coming in, as you said, but feeling good and uh, really excited to speak to you. Wonderful. I'm excited to speak to you for many reasons. Number one, I know you're, you have such an, an interesting product, something you've created. You're going to tell us about that in a second. And rumor has it you're presenting a keynote at the conference. So I want a sneak preview of the highlights of what you're going to be talking about. But first, tell everybody, what is RINSPEED? Why did you create the company and what are you best known for? I created Rinspeed some 40 years ago, always uh, being passionate about the future of mobility, being passionate about creativity and, you know, pushing borders, trying to look for the sky and the stars. And uh, in plain mm. words, uh, today we're a think tank for the mobility industry. We want to be thought leaders, we want to be spearhead of what technologies, materials, services have in store for us uh, for the next 5, 10, 15 years to come. And we all know mobility is a great industry, but it's an industry which will change drastically and we start to feel it, you know, with electromobility, with autonomous driving, new technologies are knocking at the door. Frank, you said you started the company 40 years ago. That was, you, you've seen such an evolution in automotive. It, it's quite amazing. Tell us about the the actual invention. When people think of Rinspeed, anybody who's heard of the company, there is a, a vehicle, but it's very creatively designed. Can you describe it for us? 
Yes, I absolutely can. But before, I'd like to mention a product which I invented some 30 years ago, or a little bit more. It's a product all of the listeners, including yourself, are using every day you drive. That's the steering wheel with the buttons integrated to control the volume of your radio or your cruise control, whatever have you. I invented that. So it's a product all American consumers use daily. So what we have shown and what I will be talking about tomorrow at my mm -hmm. keynote is a truly disruptive idea on how to set, set up vehicles. The base of it is that I think the automotive industry is heading for their biggest problem ever. And that problem is called lifespan. So as of today, mm -hmm. it gets about 20 years in mechanical life, but we start to put more and more IT into that vehicle. And we all know IT lives at best maybe four to five years. So far, it's nice if you have infotainment or navigation, it doesn't really you know, hurt yourself. It doesn't work anymore or that properly anymore, but with autonomous driving, it's about the safety and the health of yourself, your children and all of your beloved ones. So we said we have to bring in tune the two lifespans, and that means that we separate whatever is expensive, whatever is time sensitive into, let's call it a, a chassis, we call it a skateboard. And then mm -hmm. we have the parts, the bodies up, which can be changed depending on the use of the day of transportation needs of people, of goods and whatever. And the skateboard is whistling around day and night and amortizes itself a lot faster when you just would have a normal car, which you use like five to seven percent of your day or your month. Mm -hmm. So that's in short, uh, it's, a, it's an idea. It uh, is really going uh, far beyond uh, when we showed it first time uh, this year at CES and then in Geneva and many other shows. Uh, people were truly interested, but we also had a lot of people uh, saying, well, this will be never working, that's too crazy. Um, amazingly, what happened on this Monday was that Mercedes-Benz announced the exact same system which we invented a year ago, claimed it to be theirs, but gave us a lot of credibility and validation, of course, for our idea. Thank you. Fascinating. And Frank, before we continue, I have to say thank you to you for inventing the steering wheel with the buttons to control the audio because they make life a lot easier when you're driving and not have to reach over to the middle of the console to do something with the audio. So thank you very much. Was that an exciting invention for you? Were you uh, was it something that just came to you like yes, we need some more convenience and safety in the car. I think I'll put these together, the steering wheel and the controls for the audio. Was it something that you were aware of that was urgently needed or something you just woke up one morning and said, I guess I think I'll invent something today that everybody will love all over the world. How did it happen? Well, you know, I try to think it from the practical side and it's just not mm -hmm. easy to reach in the center console and try to find a knob to adjust your volume or your stations. So I figured it's a lot easier to put all in the steering wheel. First, people said, no, this will never work. Uh, you know, it will be not accepted. We have to 
rerun many tests and go through approvals that yes, your distraction is a lot less used in your steering wheel like that. And unfortunately, I couldn't run a patent on it. Uh, imagine, you know, it's about 100 million vehicles built every year. If I only get $1 per vehicle, I would be financially a lot better off than I'm today. <laughs> but uh, that's the one side. But the other side is really that I'm... Uh, extremely happy that uh, everybody's using it and that's my contribution to safety in mobility. Well, that's a wonderful and very early contribution to safety. We certainly have learned of so many more that we need now that we're doing so many more things with our cars. Thank you again, Frank. So, Frank, you're here at the conference. You're going to be presenting your exciting keynote tomorrow. I'm sure everybody is looking forward to meeting you, to hearing you, to learning about your insights on automotive and mobility. Are there any trends you would like to call out to us that you are going to be sharing in the keynote or that you're aware other people are going to be talking about at the conference in the coming days. Anything that's very exciting for you to learn about? Well, one of the major, but and also most important points in our whole thoughts of, you know, uh, having the body and the skateboard, the chassis apart, is that we need a strong ecosystem behind it. An ecosystem which not mm -hmm. only serves the user to get the vehicle uh, to the space he, he wants at the, uh, at the right time, but also to match up all the different parts and skateboards. And that's why we also partner up with SAP, you know, to create the backbone of this ecosystem to make it really revolutionary. And I think that will really govern the whole system because hardware down the road becomes always commodity and the heart of it is a great software. Thank you very much. I have just two more questions. How many times have you attended Best Practices for Automotive, Frank? Well, it's my first time. I'm really working to best practice, and I look forward to, to see it. I, I was at Sapphire in June. I was really deeply impressed by the high-level expo, which I found mm -hmm. high-level people. So it's extremely exciting for me to be here. I think it's exciting for people to meet you and hear you, as I already said. And one more question. I, I like to ask this personal question of all of my interviewees at Best Practices. If autonomous were to become a real thing, pervasive, accepted, safe in terms of who owns the data and how safe is the autonomous vehicle in terms of the technology inside of it, and it was just all over the place, on the roads, wherever you are at any point in time. Would you willingly give up the keys to your own car, Frank, at some point to say, I'm going to become part of this autonomous vehicle economy, or are you going to keep those keys pretty close to you? Well, uh, for one, there's no if. Autonomous driving is coming. It certainly takes... Mm -hmm a while and it will be not like a switch which you turn on and it's here and all over the places it'll be gradually implemented in let's say different cities different routes uh, geofenced and going and moving up uh, step by step until we see a world coverage of autonomous uh, driving that will be a few decades away there you go thank you very much for sharing that information Frank Rinderconnect, so pleased and privileged to speak with you. Uh, I think you're a rock star. I know that's the way people feel about you. All you've c 
contributed over the years in terms of design thinking before people were thinking about calling it design thinking, designing and thinking at the same time. So, Frank, I, I know everybody's looking forward to your keynote tomorrow. I'm certainly pleased to speak with you. I'm going to wish you a wonderful rest of the conference. I hope you get some sleep in between after your long trip over from Europe. And I'm going to say to our listeners, Bonnie D. Graham signing off. I'll be back with more interesting people at SAP's Best Practices for Automotive Conference. Talk to you in a little while. Bye-bye. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the future of business. Learn how you can become the transformational leader who takes your company across the finish line as you look ahead to the next breakthrough wave of innovation. The Future of Business with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Hello again, this is Bonnie D. Graham speaking with some really interesting people at SAP's Best Practices for Automotive Conference in Detroit, the Motor City. And right now I'm very happy to be chatting with Shannon Connell. She's a partner at MTG. We spoke with John Grant, one of her partners, a little while ago. And John told me Shannon is going to be interested in speaking to us about design thinking and organizational change and how they apply to automotive. So Shannon Connell, welcome. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for joining me. So you're at the conference. Um, Tell me before we start talking about what you do and your interesting approach to automotive, have you seen any really fascinating, exciting trends at the conference? And are you looking forward to some more? Tell me a little bit about what's going on. I think autonomous vehicles has certainly captured the attention and imagination of a lot of the people here at the conference. And what I have found intriguing about this concept is really about the connectivity, Um, the connectivity of consumers or end users to the vehicle itself and what it might really feel like to be um, in a car of the future and the connectivity of vehicles to vehicles or kind of that peer-to-peer connection that we've heard discussed a little bit, as well as just the overall connection of having, you know, such a a large IoT, um, you know, product in, in our homes um, and that we're driving and, and utilizing for transportation. So I've just been really intrigued by the conversations that have been evolving around um, connectivity in, in general and, and how this is just maybe going to change us um, a lot more than, uh, you know, we might have anticipated originally. Interesting perspective. Shannon, Design thinking. I've heard various definitions of it. This is something you do, you practice, you talk about. Give us your version of what is design thinking, especially when it's applied to the automotive industry today. How is it working? Yeah, so I think there are some great examples of how design thinking is being utilized in automotive today. We're seeing it from, you know, marketing campaigns from a variety of different um, organizations who are just really thinking differently with how they're framing up. Um, what the brand might mean to a consumer, the idea of fun and adventure with driving. Um, we're seeing design thinking really impact a lot of system um, implementation. It's always been a part of SAP. Um, the Hasso Platter, um, you know, connection is, is rich and mm-hmm. uh, deep. And so that has always been something that is really integral, I think, to um, 
SAP. And so as we're, as we're really looking at what does design thinking do for automotive and what can it do for automotive in the future, I think it is now starting to hit on so many more aspects of, of a business than perhaps it did in the past. Um, maybe even less so in terms of how it's really implementing uh, concepts and ideas into um, the marketing, but more so into how a business is functioning throughout. Design thinking to me has been and, and will probably always be you know, a problem-solving protocol. It is a process mm-hmm. that we go through in typically a really collaborative way that is positive and optimistic and um, grounded in exploring what's possible. And so I think as we're looking to the fast-paced changes that are going to be occurring in the automotive industry um, in in the next few years, it's going to play, design thinking is going to play a really important role in terms of engaging the right voices um, that need to be a part of driving that change, both internally within an organization as well as how we're keeping uh, the voice of the customer at the forefront, which is really an important aspect of the design thinking process. Thank you. Very, very interesting. Shannon, uh, how many times have you attended the Best Practices for Automotive Conference? This is my first time. I have done some work with a variety of different automotive clients in the past and um, have been fortunate enough to hear and be asked to come back as design thinking has become more a part of the agenda and kind of the overall mm-hmm. narrative of various organizations. And so um, this seems like a, a really a perfect fit um, to be here to understand what is at the forefront and what is on the minds of so many um, of our automotive partners while at the same time sharing where we could really take design thinking, especially as it relates to um, process implementation. Thank you very much. And I have one question for you a little on the personal side, Shannon. If autonomous vehicles came to a street, a road, a highway, a a city near you, let's say in the next three years, and they were really safe, really secure, we understood all of the compliance and the regulations and the privacy and the safety, and it was great. Would you willingly give up the keys to your own car at that point? Gladly. I am, <laughs> I am one who is um, excited and optimistic about uh, autonomous vehicles, and I think it's going to be such a, a wonderful thing to experience in my lifetime. I'm delighted that this is something that is even going to be uh, part of my world. I can't wait to share it with my family. Um, I, I am especially excited about the possibility of my son not having to go through driving school. So um, <laughs> that would be fascinating. Or if he does, maybe what the future of driving school might look like. So um, probably need to do a couple design thinking seminars on that to really figure it out. But it's going to be uh, a wonderful future with autonomous vehicles. And I'd gladly hand over my keys without, uh, without hesitation. Well, Shannon, that was a very original answer because I asked that to everybody I'm speaking with at the conference and people will say, yes, I love to drive. No, I love to drive or yes, I can't wait to not have to drive. But nobody has brought in the next generation of drivers. So I was, <laughs> I think we both giggled, what will drivers add? And I was speaking to somebody a few minutes ago about re- reminiscing about drivers that I won't tell you how many decades ago I went through it, but <laughs> I did it at 17 as part of high school. But we ha- I had to travel by a city bus in New York 
to get to the other high school where the driver's ed class was being held. And then I got my license at 17. This man told me he got his, I think, at 14, wherever he lived. So we were going back in time. So you brought up such an interesting point. Thank you so much, Shannon Connell. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. And I want to wish you a great rest of the conference. And uh, say hello to John Grant again for me and tell him it was a pleasure meeting both of you. So I'm just going to sign off. Bonnie D. Graham signing off for Best Practices for Automotive. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Miranda Labate, Industry Marketing at SAP. Check out our interviews live from Best Practices for Automotive Conference in Detroit. And keep listening for more. Hello, I'm back. This is Bonnie D. Graham at SAP for Automotive Best Practices in Detroit, the Motor City. And I'm very pleased to be speaking with a gentleman named Gunter Lasser. He is a partner at a company called Proactia. He told me Actia is the Greek word for value. I didn't know that. He's also head of the MENA, M-E-N-A, operation and business development globally at Proactia. Gunter, welcome. How are you today? Hello, good day, as we say in Australia. I'm doing fine, enjoying already one day here at the conference and looking forward to the helipad reception tonight, flying from the roof. Ooh, that sounds very interesting. I'm glad there's going to be a helicopter involved. Rumor has it that you're presenting at the conference on Thursday, and I would love to know a little bit if you could give us a sneak peek of some of the highlights of what you're going to be talking about, Gunter. Oh, of course, I'm delighted. Even though I'm the last speaker, I'm not sure the room will be even half full because most of the people will be heading to the airport. But I hope the topic is at least interesting enough. So my story will be um, the evolution of a product which is not moving from the old SAP ECC business suite world into the S4 world. How to Mm -hmm. more or less migrate and transform the processes by not using the product name anymore, but having those scenarios within the portfolio, the rich portfolio of S4, and what can be done to do the mind process of a dealer business, which is selling cars, new and used, servicing cars, parts management, and customer experience. So that will be the topic, looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I only have 40 minutes, which is a challenge in particular for me. And being the last one, you have to be on time because want to get out. Very interesting. Well, if I were there in Detroit, and I'm sad to say I'm not, I would have loved to have met you, but I would stay. I would rearrange my flight home so I could stay in here all 40 minutes of your talk. So there, Gunter, I will be there in spirit, if not in person. So let's talk a little bit about the conference at Best Practices for Automotive. What are the, the most exciting, the most Oh, exciting is the best word I can think of, the most important innovation trends you've seen so far. And what are you looking forward to at the rest of the conference? Give me a clue here. Well, I think, to be honest, as Roaxia is really focusing on our life is marketing, sales, and service. So simplified a unit force of the assembly line, that is where we pick it up. The distribution, um, aftermarket, channel, um, omni-channel management, end of life cycle. Obviously, my topic is really new mobility, the mega trends. So I mm-hmm. call it because, again, to keep it in my mind, CASE, C-A-S-E, connected, mm-hmm. autonomous, shared, and electrified. I think those are mm-hmm. the trends we're currently seeing. It is 
it's a dynamics of obviously um, our world is getting connected. Um, look, I think um, when you see that like in China, every fifth car is already bought via a smartphone. Can you imagine buying, I just buy no. um, my grocery via um, uh, internet, but not the car. I'm still, I no. want to see the car, I touch it, I want to test drive. So that is the direction uh, the world is going. So connectivity is not just car towards the back end that somebody knows what's going on with your car, like let's say an OnStar uh, from General Motors for 20 years, you have an emergency button and, and you get the information. Connectivity really means being connected with the environment. Because what does it mean? A car is a highly complex and high sophisticated, call it machine unit. It's not just about information from the car. You have to go to your service. It's about mm -hmm. when my house, I can potentially talk to my Apple speaker and say, okay, close the windows, lock the door. In the meantime, my car can start warm up a little bit here in Detroit. You know, winters can be very uh, charming, uh, in a sense, very cold. So why not having those really in connectivity uh, across everything? Shared vehicle, I think that is the topic we all see. Look, mega cities are running out mm -hmm. of space. And when there, you see there. parking spots are taken, how much a yeah. parking spot where a night to put a car is just amazing. Um, so cities need to space for something else as just putting a car there. So shared models, and it's not just the Uber and the Link, it's about like new models which are coming like Maven from TM or like Charu in, in Switzerland. It's really, you have own a car, you drive to use work, but you don't need it for five, six hours. And you can now put your car out on a platform so that somebody gets your car for two or three hours to drive somewhere. Maybe I don't want to do it with my Bentley, but with my Volkswagen, it would be okay. <laughs> um, and, and the car is in usage. And, one of yeah. the large dealers in, in Switzerland is now doing this with a pretty significant amount of cars. It means you, it, you are reducing the amount of cars of space you have in a city. It's more like sweating assets 24-7, 365 days. And I think that has to be the future because, let's be honest, electrification alone is not. We all feel good when you have an electro car. I don't want to mention any brand here. Um, even though Elon would love to hear it, um, but it, it's a battery, it's a production. Electricity is not coming out of the outlet in my wall. It comes from somewhere. So it may help, but we will see fuel cells and we, I think, need to consider transportation and mobility as such. And being a little bit, as you probably recognize from Germany, um, the status of car, having a car in my driveway, it's not important anymore. It's I want to get from A to B with less mm -hmm. struggle. And if I go to a restaurant after my glass of red wine, I love to have somebody driving me back home, maybe autonomous, because I'm not potentially able to drive the car anymore. So those are, I think, the, the big mega trends I see. Besides, of course, in manufacturing. Uh, digital twin and so on, but that's not my area of expertise. So I'm more in the aftermarket, again, the life cycle servicing vehicles. Thank you, Gunter. I, I, 
I learned so much from you. I, I wanted to make a comment. You mentioned that many cars, I think you said in China, are being bought over the Internet. I spoke with someone at the conference a couple of hours ago who said he's fine with ordering his, uh, what do you say, his, his uh, track shoes, his, his sneakers on the Internet, but he doesn't want somebody else picking out his bananas, so he doesn't order his groceries online. And then I'm thinking... I'm probably okay with somebody picking out the yellow bananas for me. They're not too yellow, a little bit green, but I wouldn't want anybody ordering. I wouldn't want to order a car online. I want to see it and, and, and smell it and feel it and take it out for a test drive. So I agree with you on that. So, Gunter, I know your time is very precious because you're busy and you're getting ready for your big presentation tomorrow. But let me ask you just two more questions, if I may. Number one, how many times have you attended the SAP Best Practices for Automotive Conference? It's very easy. We were one of the founding members. So as best practice for automotive was getting considered. So uh, Larry Stolle, uh, he was one of those guys who drove it out of U.S., approached me in my former role being the automotive head in, in, in Europe and worldwide for SAP. And because SAP has the automotive conference in Europe, which was called Automotive Symposium. Um, mm -hmm. And he said, what can we do in the U.S.? And I said, look, we need to find the community, the partners in crime. Obviously, we can't go down to Miami Beach or to Irvine. We have to go to the automotive heart of U.S. And it is Detroit. Whether you like it or not, it is Detroit. And it started, um, I would say, pretty promising with 200 plus um, 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 participants. And today, as, as Katie, was, uh, Katie Walker was saying, 400 plus, 135 um, companies out of 12 countries. Okay, 11, because I'm not counting here. Yeah? Um, but overall, I think that's amazing. And it shows that it has value. And it has value because, to be honest, it's not an SAP-owned event. It is sponsored by SAP. ASAC is driving it. And it's more about hands-on. It's experience. It's the community sharing good things and maybe struggles. And it's not just presenting products of the near future and the roadmap of the new future. And I think that is where it's having a life, it's having a heart, it's having this collaborative um, approach of the industry. Thank you. Well, and you know, you started by talking about best practice for automotive, but it's like talking about your kids. You know, they're always good, even though they smuggle drugs. <laughs> there you go. And and I have to tell you, you and I both share good memories of Larry Soli, who passed away very suddenly, I think two years ago. He was the first sponsor of a radio series I produce and host for SAP called The Future of Cars with Game Changers. And I'm looking at his picture right now in my notes, the first show. And I don't know if Judy knows this. Judy Cubis is there with you. In Detroit, uh, Judy, the first show of the first episode of the debut of the series was February 2, the year 2016. And Larry Stoley, Heather Ashton, who was with IDC and Auto Shell with GM, were my first guests on this series. So, yes, I was very fond of Larry, and we missed him. We missed oh, him. Oh, yes. So, so he brought me in. He brought me in to do the uh, to do the interviews with people at Best Practices that year, and, and they've been inviting me back. So I'm very, very happy to meet you, Gunter. And my last question, I'm expecting a very dynamic answer from you, is when Autonomous comes to a highway near you, will you give up the keys to your car, or do you have the keys? Gunter, what do you drive? I have 
I have keys to my flat when my wife is not changing the locks. I think I could get back in again <laughs> next week, um, but I don't have a car. Um, look, I'm again, I'm more the car generation and I grew up with the car and car was like, oh, look at this brand, it's a sports car and then and. But then you think a little bit more responsible, uh, environmental, and you think, okay, wait a minute, I live in a city in Australia, five million, our public network transportation is like Berlin or Paris or London from the kilometers, even 12 more than London, to be very precise here. So I live in a city, I hop on my tram, on my train, um, get to my concert, and cities, mega cities, and it's Singapore, it's Melbourne, when you go to a large like Australian Open or you go to the Formula One race in Melbourne, with buying the ticket, public transportation is free. It's really encouraging people to leave the car. <laughs> I could leave my matchbox car <laughs> up on the shelf. <laughs> and if I need a car for the weekend, it is then a pretty dynamic decision. In summer, I would love to go with my convertible, I say my convertible, you see, uh, for the weekend mm -hmm. down the road. But in July, when it's winter in Australia, you know we are not just driving on the left side and we are a little bit head down. We also have summer when you have winter and, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. um, for winter, if I go skiing and we can go skiing in Australia, I'm not joking here, um, I need a four-wheel drive. Because otherwise, I need to carry snow chains by law. Why should I buy snow? Yeah. To make a metal car four wheel drive. So you see, I'm autonomous, electrified already. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, in the summer, we can take my convertible. It's in the garage. I have the keys, and I'm not giving them up anytime yeah. soon. So on that note, Gunter Lasser at Proaxi, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you. You're very lively, very interesting, and very, very charming, if I may say that. I know everybody is going to enjoy your presentation tomorrow. So I'm going to say thank you for your time, Gunter. It's a pleasure to meet you. I hope we have the opportunity to speak again, perhaps on a Future of Cars with Game Changers radio show. That's a hint to Judy Cubis, who's there with you. And I'm going to sign off for now. Bonnie D. Graham here with so many interesting people with such great insights on innovation and automotive at SAP's Best Practices for Automotive Conference. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Game-changing technologies and strategies are transformational, exciting, and disruptive for a reason. They shake up your status quo. They get you thinking about new ways to simplify, scale, compete, and grow. They move you in amazing new directions. You're invited to take your coffee break with Game Changers on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time for our special series on the Internet of Things. Learn how you can become the transformation leader who leads your company to analyze and act on the hidden data that permeates everyday business activities. Internet of Things with Game Changers, presented by SAP on the Business Channel. Hello, I'm Bonnie D. Graham for SAP Best Practices for Automotive in Detroit. Happy to be here with Chris Carlstead at Thomson Reuters. He has a very long title, actually got another title this week, so he'll tell you in a moment what he does there. But he's going to be delivering a track session on financial regulation for the conference tomorrow. So Chris Carlstead, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Bonnie. Thank you for asking. 
Well, nice to reconnect with you. You were on one of my Game Changers radio shows recently, and we were talking about tax, so how appropriate. So tell me about your track session. What's this all about? What do people need to know that they will come and say, ah, he's the guy we want to listen to? Well, perfect. So the track session is, is actually later today, and it's, it's called Structuring for Success. And really what it's about is recognizing the incredible trends that are really changing the automotive industry, and I, I find it fascinating that the automotive industry is, is contemplating uh, moving towards a, a renaming or a redefining around mobility. And that's true in many industries. And a, a lot of that has to do with all of the emerging technologies that we, we as consumers, we as businesses um, face in our, our daily lives and, and how businesses are responding to that. And the automotive industry is no different. And as mm-hmm. a result or a consequence of that, that's where Thomson Reuters comes in. Uh, and we are in a position to help companies through that transition, ensuring that they comply and meet the requirements of governments all over the world. Very, very important. Now, I mentioned you have a lot of titles and I didn't want to have to write them down and read them. Uh, Would you please tell us what your current title is and the one that just got added, Chris? Sure, thank you. So I'm currently the managing director of our one source offering and that principally focuses on on tax, Thomson Reuters tax offering. However, recently, I've taken on a broader role around our global partnerships and alliances. Uh, And it's a fantastic opportunity because it not only extends uh, my background in tax, but broadens that to the compliance, regulatory, and legal side of our business. Uh, And further, we'll deepen our very good and expanding relationship with SAP. Thank you very much and congratulations on your added responsibility. So we all know how that goes in, in business and in jobs today. Now, Chris, um, I know everybody's going to want to attend your track session later today, but let's talk about the conference in general. I know you've you've met with people already. You've seen people and you know what the agenda is. What do you hope to learn while you're attending over the next couple of days in automotive and mobility in terms of the innovation trends? What's most exciting for you? For, for me personally, it's really just learning what's important to this industry and where they're focusing. There's, there's so much going on in the world of technology and there, there's so many different angles uh, one individual could take or, or speak to, let alone in the entirety of an industry. And it's nice to just hear it firsthand and specifically the impact of machine learning uh, as well as the digital twins and, and how really that's affecting the supply chain floor of the manufacturer and then the reverberation effect that quite honestly um, we'll, we'll bring new offerings and, and a new way to travel, if you will, to the consumer. So it's, it's quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. New ways of travel are certainly a hot topic and, and many different levels. So tell me, the trends you're seeing that you're expecting to hear about, see about, talk to people about, how will you take those back to Thomson Reuters? Will there be a direct impact in the next 12 to 24 months from what you're learning today? Absolutely. I, maybe in the next 12 to 24 days, quite honestly. Whoa, okay. Every, every single change that any industry uh, takes on has a, a reverberating effect on, on government. And as a result, government, they're notorious for one thing. They're going to want to make sure that they keep pace uh, with the evolving industries to ensure that they continue to fill their coffers and, and be able to meet the needs of their, their citizens. And as a result, they're, they're changing their regulations as, as fast as businesses are, are changing in their own environments in order to keep pace. And what's fascinating on the government side is that they are, as much as anybody, investing in technologies like blockchain and robotics and machine learning to quite honestly get to better data faster. And that sounds really familiar because that's exactly what businesses are doing. 
And as a result, uh, we'll be able to provide those answers uh, to our, our business friends and, and keep them up to date with governments. Absolutely. Data is the name of the game. I just did a radio show today on the impact uh, of uh, consumers being so multi-channel and so multi-connected on the consumer products industry. And the bottom line was data. They need to find the data, understand the data, analyze the data, use the data, be innovative. We even talked about the concept of disrupting traditional ways of innovating. Do you think that's what the automotive industry is already doing, disrupting traditional innovation, meaning not just a different color for the dashboard or a different uh, style of the wheel hub on on the back of the car, but do you think that there is already this disruption in the process of innovating in automotive, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. And I I think it is a two-way street, though. I mean, you could argue that technology is disrupting the automotive industry or the automotive industry is disrupting itself. Uh, Either way, we should expect to see considerable change. And one one area that I personally find extremely interesting is is just around ride sharing, which the the concept itself um, is not terribly new. But when you combine ride sharing with the potential for autonomous connected cars, where you have no driver, uh, you have mm-hmm. a providing an offering, and they're also providing a service at the same time, and they're tra- potentially crossing state lines with strangers in the same car mm-hmm. together. That brings up legal issues. That brings up tax issues with respect to the, the payment of goods and services while in transit. And it also brings up uh, compliance and GDPR issues with respect to personal information and, and knowing your customer who takes responsibility for the the individuals that find themselves that don't know each other in the car together. There's just so many implications of what is going to be an incredible benefit to our society, uh, but just has an amazing impact on, on how we need to comply with government. Very well put. And when you talked about strangers going across straight state lines in the same autonomous car, it, it brought to mind a, a phrase somebody who used to work for SAP mentioned to me a couple of years ago. He said, we will become, humans will become the cargo, right? All we're doing is sitting in a vehicle that is transporting us. We are basically inert. Yes, we're alive. We're experiencing the, the entertainment or the ability to connect and do our work while we're not driving that vehicle. But we become essentially the cargo, which it puts a whole different spin on it. I have one more question for you, Chris, and I'm enjoying this very much. I want you to know. Question is, Will you give up the keys to your own car at any time soon? You mentioned ride sharing. We've just talked about autonomous. So how tightly are you going to hold on to the keys for your own ability to get in your car, in your driveway or garage, and drive where you want, when you want? Talk to me. Well, I don't see me giving them up anytime soon, but I will say they've already started to collect a little dust. Uh, I don't... I don't use my car as much as I used to. Uber has absolutely changed my my approach to uh, how I drive personally. Uh, But then again, I I still like to have that independence when I want it. Very interesting. I wasn't expecting that. Thank you. One more last question. How many times have you attended the BP for Automotive Conference by SAP? I'm a neophyte. This is number one. So it's been a a great experience and uh, I look forward to the opportunity to come back next year. Well, that's what I wanted to know is what would keep you coming back. And it sounds like you already have great reasons. So Chris Carlstad at Thomson Reuters, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for sharing with me and our listeners what's on your mind, what you're going to be presenting on the track on financial regulation and your perspective on the industry. So to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Be back with more later. 
Thanks again for tuning in to the Future of Cars with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again Tuesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.